Bart, we are back with another interesting episode. Yeah. <laughs> it seems with the April showers, uh, we might have Mayflowers, but we definitely have... These nuts. Uh, yes. <laughs> I had to. I had to. We got blobs, these nuts, and Yeti, and more blobs, and... Don't piss off the octopus and yeah, kind of interesting show. We were just flipping through and I'm laughing my ass <laughs> off. And we haven't even started recording yet. I still think he's Reuter. I think that's what it, what it is. We'll get we'll get to that one towards the end of the show. Well, y'all guys, I'll have to stay tuned and find out what we're talking about. <laughs> so, how have you been? I know you've been pretty busy. I have been insanely busy. Trying to not only stay alive, but just keep up with all of my many tasks. So I know the newspaper's been keeping you busy. Yeah, I've got a couple interviews scheduled for the next couple of weeks for my other podcast. And in just trying to keep up with writing articles and editing. <clears throat> and that's on top of regular work. <laughs> Sucks, but it's good though, right? Yes, I agree, and I'm just happy that I have about two more weeks, and then I get my second COVID shot, and I, you know, I have a little bit more hope for the summer. We we did ours um, on Thursday. In and out was awesome, but yeah, we did the one and uh, one and done. So that was for us a good thing. Uh, did you have any reactions to it? Zero. Okay. I think I had maybe some psychosomatic or whatever you want to call it because I itched, but that could have been anything. That is one of the symptoms of the Moderna. So it could have been a symptom of that one too. Um, I itched a little bit, but it, like I said, it could have been anything because <clears throat> yeah. I already have issues. So it could have been any of the above. Um, but other than that, really didn't have any kind of issues at all. Um, my arm didn't really hurt. Like everyone, like all freaked out. Like, you know, they can't use their arm for a week. Mine only hurt. Like it felt like, um, you ever turn and hit your arm real hard on a corner. Yeah. And you're like, you know, you hurt it. It's there, but then it doesn't hurt unless you touch it. It's kind of how mine was for like a day or two. Other than that, really didn't have any issues, but yep. We're quite, quite happy with one and done, especially since, I have an, an art show, Bigfoot Con, that kind of creeped up on me way too fast. So I have that in like two weeks. <laughs> so I'm getting ready for that. So I'm kind of happy. Now, what I, is that? Now, where is that show at? Um, it's going to be, it's the Bigfoot Convention down at Salt Fork in Ak or Akron. Salt Fork in Southern um, Ohio. So it's like two hours from here. So we're going to drop off... Um, as soon as I got to work on Friday, we're going to drop Cassie off with his parents and then pick her up. I don't know if we're going to get her Saturday or they're just going to drop her off on Sunday. But we're going to get stay down there because it's like a two-hour drive and set up starts at 8 Saturday morning. And there's like no way I'm going to want to do a show all day and have to get up at like 4 in the morning. If Well, earlier than that, be out on the road by 4. So yeah. we're going to go down Friday. We got a hotel room. We'll drop Cassie off on our way down. But yeah, it's a pretty big, it's a pretty big um, 
convention. They have a lot of uh, panels and speakers. Um, last I saw, they're going to have a couple people from um, Finding Bigfoot. Um, oh, some of cool. them that were scheduled last year are going to be back this year. Uh, but yeah, it looks pretty good. Should should be a pretty good show. But yeah, I plan on having a lot of new art and some jewelry I'm working on, a bunch of other stuff. So busy, busy, busy. <laughs> and there has been a lot of sightings down there, by the way, down at South Fork. So who knows what trouble we could get into Friday night when we get down there. But yeah, considering how much trouble you got into just going looking for Mothman. That was fun. Yeah. And I had some friends who I told them about your guys' visit to the museum, and they went down a couple weeks ago. I've been, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people posting that they went down. It's it's fun. I mean, I wish there was more open when we went, but because of COVID, a lot of stuff was closed. But it's, I imagine this summer will be better. I hope because I really wanted to do. There were several museums that weren't open. I really would have loved to go and see. Um, I would have loved to go see the. Um, there was museums and there was a bunch of other like touristy fun things that um, I wish we would have been able to go. But when they do the Mothman Festival later this year, we want to go. Because we were talking about um, going down and seeing it before I had tried to apply. Because with it being an out-of-state, I have to have I have to buy a special vendor's license just for West Virginia. And whole, it's a whole bunch of other business stuff that I would rather see first before I apply. Because, you know, a lot of shows I have to have... I have to have my vendor's license. And if it's an out-state, I have to have that state's vendor's license. I have to have um, uh, jury fee to get in. And then if I get in, I have to pay the booth fee. So there's a lot involved just to do an art show. So we'll see. But yeah, I think I'm going to... We're going to go to more this year and check them out before I decide to do them. That's pretty much the plan this year. Check out shows before I decide to, to get into them next year. But yep. So what do you have to say, Bart? Not bad? That's not bad plan at all. I agree. Yeah, because we want to try. Because uh, there's a couple, a couple other Bigfoot conventions not that far. There's one in Kentucky we're talking about going to Mothman Festival. Um, there's a couple like um, kind of horror oddities type cons that we want to check out. And there's a bunch of other art shows we want to try to check out too. Because they can, because they can get it really expensive to get into, which you've you've done before. You know they can be. Oh yeah, it, and especially if there's a fee, if you have to pay a fee beforehand. Yeah, the jury fee. Yeah, I've had them um, anywhere between ten and twenty bucks just to get just to, just for them to look at your work. That's not even counting to get in. And they're they're they get expensive. So we shall see what this year, next year, what we can do. Or hopefully this year I'll work on getting my my butt back into better health before I start doing more shows. Another reason why I want to take this year off. But we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what we can do. But what do you say? Shall we dive on in, or did you have anything else? Um, well, yeah, because I dive on in, uh, might be able to. If if someone had dived on in, they might have been a little easier. <clears throat> Um, well, this one, I mean, everybody knows, uh, the Suez Canal, the blockage, um, evergreen, evergreen. And the funny thing is, I swear we had the AEI going on because they were all calling it evergreen or ever 
uh, given. And I'm like, what? Wait, wait, wait. But the thing is, it's, it's both. I finally found a really good picture of a ship that was stuck, and it was both. Evergreen, I guess, is the company. Evergiven is its name. Yes. But um, anyways, this happened in the 90s, and stuff is still washing up, you know, 30 years later. But uh, the company behind the um, blockage spilled 28,800 plastic toys into the ocean in the 90s. Um, I had a dirty mind when I was reading this, but that's given. Uh, anyways, the plastic toys included 7,200 red beavers, 7,200 green frogs, 7,200 blue turtles, and 7,200 yellow ducks. Interesting. Beavers, frogs, turtles, and ducks. Plus a bunch of shoes. Yeah. We're going to keep on. Let's see. But the origin of the plastic toys remained unknown for years until um, it basically was pieced together. They later explained that the phenomenon in his book, Moby Duck, <laughs> the true story of 28,000 bath toys lost at sea. Uh, seeing where this came from is insane. So it came from Hong. Looks like it came from Hong Kong. Got into the currents, went, what, down to Australia? Yep. It hit all first, that was in, uh, what, January of 92. By November 92, it hit uh, Alaska. And then it hit the, was it the Bering Straits in 95? And then uh, 96, it hit um, Tacoma, but that's Washington. Went all the way down to South America, Went up and over, made its way to Europe and the east coast of the United States. That is insane. If you see the currents, how they floated. Um, but yeah, after the spill, they just were everywhere. And then, yeah. And they had to use the simulator to reconstruct drift routes for 200 Nike sneakers that had previously been lost to sea when a shipment of... 800,000 shoes went overboard. Well, have you seen how tall some of those are? Oh, yeah. If you know how big each one of those containers are, and they're, what, 10 high? Because the one that was stuck, I tried to I tried to count how high the boxes were. But I don't know how deep down into the boat it was. So would you say that it was maybe 10 high? I'm looking... Let me scroll back I mean, up. Well, this, cr- yeah, this is the new one. A crate so is one, two, huge. Three, four. Six, seven. Okay, you above. Looking above the, uh, the ship line, there's right. at least seven or eight. Right, and you don't know how far down deep it is, so I would say no. at least ten. So you're looking at what eighty thousand? Gotta be yeah, because I mean we only see like half the ship here. Right, and how long they are? Because I know when I first uh, moved to Mackinac Island in Michigan, these guys, I don't know if it's this size or smaller, but the big cargo ships like this, you know, go on the Great Lakes. And some of the straits are not very wide. They have to go right down the center like they have to do in the canal here. Or if wind catches you, you know, you're screwed. I mean, isn't that pretty much what happened to the ship? The wind caught it and there's nothing they could do with it? Yeah, and that's what turned it. Right, it, it turned it cockeyed. 
But uh, I know when I when I lived up there, I was sitting on one of the chairs just next to the water, and it was getting dark. When it gets dark, it gets dark. And all of a sudden, this bright white Christmas tree comes at me. I had no idea what it was, and all I hear is whoosh, 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 whoosh of the water, and I pulled my feet up. I thought I was going to get wet. That's how much, how fast the water was rushing onto shore. I didn't know how far down I was. Well, big cargo ships, and it was the, um, what is it, where they drive the ship, the, that part? Yeah. Was lit up. So there was rows and rows of lights that looked like a dang Christmas tree. I had no idea. It was so... I've never seen it. Like, I've seen military ships before, because my dad was in the Navy, and I remember seeing the Navy ships and even going on them. But this cargo ship was huge. So I don't know if these ocean liners, like these, are even bigger, but this doesn't surprise me that stuff like this happens all the time. That something gets knocked over. I mean, all that was probably what? One, um... One, would you say one, uh, I don't know, crate or whatever? Oh, yeah. One... Well, just the toys themselves would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The toys would just been one, I don't know, crate, crate or whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> they're still, I can't believe that the route it, they took is what I'm fascinated fascinated by. Because, I mean, they went from 92 and they were still finding them in 07. And that was, it looks like, what, um, Denmark area, maybe? Where it started? Where it ended. No, it, start, it started in Hong Kong. You could see where it started. Yeah, it's around Denmark, um, just south of a Great Britain. Right. I'm just trying to, yeah, because I know there's a bunch of little air, little areas up there, or little countries. France? Does France stick out that far? No, I don't. Germany? Not that far, but it's around there. Right, right, right. But that's like that's years later. And I, I highly doubt they found them all either. I'm sure they're still finding stuff floating all over the place. Yeah, they were accidentally spilled the 92, and they're still showing up. But speaking of creepy washing up, how about yeah. this one? This is just gross. Sorry. Oh, it is. No, I, I completely agree. So something has washed up on Mustang Island uh, at, here at the end of March. The people didn't notice the eyeball-looking creatures that started to be scattered along along the shore until so, until one kid started feeling a stinging pain in his foot, and they traced it back to the jellyfish-like species, um, which basically looked like an, a bunch of little eyes. Yeah, that's creepy. That's like alien. Oh, no, that's it, an alien movie. You know? Yeah, that's that's saying it lightly. Apparently these, they did some research and identified them as a species related to, uh, a species related to the Portuguese man of war. Ooh. It's called Rizophius Eisenharty. Um, they're sometimes called spaghetti monsters. Spaghetti monsters. <laughs> or thread jellies. A monster that can kill. Uh, which thread jelly seems to make more sense since they very, very much like jellyfish. But can't men of wars uh, kill you? native to tropical Atlantic and Indian oceans, so it was kind of rare to see it in the Gulf of Me Mexico. Um, so yeah, um, scientists are saying to take pictures, but leave the animals there. You know, don't... They say, I guess, like, the sting is not... The sting... They don't think the sting is as powerful as the man of war, 
but you know, it's still a pretty bad thing, like from a jellyfish. Uh, they learned there isn't much information about these things out there, apparently. Uh, just that if stung, rinse it well with seawater to wash away any uh, cells still left on the skin. And don't use fresh water because it'll just aggravate it and make the pain worse. But yeah, there's basically little eyeballs washing up on shore. But yeah, that's because I say, I thought Man of Wars were, weren't Man of Wars and box jellyfish deadly. Yeah. So this one is basically right up that alley. So, but they're saying it's not as deadly as that. Right, but if you're still a little Which kid, it's gonna, it's it's still going to do damage to you more than an adult. Uh, but speaking of, I guess damage. Have you ever heard of this this condition before? Uh the the, the bears. The bears. Um, yeah, bears are acting like friendly dogs due to a strange brain condition. Unfortunately, the mysterious ailment has other tragic and life-threatening symptoms. But this mysterious ailment is turning some black bears friendly and unafraid of humans, among other strange symptoms. Researchers believe the illness, which appears to afflict young bears around a year old, is a kind of uh, uh, inflammation of the brain. According to a news release from California... Since 2014, a handful of bears in Nevada and California have shown signs of the condition, and four California bears were confirmed to have it last year. The first bear they personally rescued with the the um, diagnosis in March of 2018, um, she walked into a school and entered a classroom where she sat down among the children, which was a bear, and behaved very much like a friendly dog. Can you imagine... Having what a two hundred fifty pound bear walk in and and sit? Oh no, never mind. This bear wasn't that big. <laughs> um, but still, it, it's almost like what's the disease that makes uh, rats? Uh, they don't care about dangers around them. Like they have no, they have no fear. Well, I know there's like mad cow disease and bird flu and swine flu and a whole bunch of other stuff where it. it it be um, even as much as a parasitical and screw with the head, but um, this uh, disease has other serious effects on the bears, including tremors. Because if these are just year old, they're they're still not very big. No. Don't they stay with their mom a couple years? Um, including tremors, head tilts, and seizures. Affected bears also tend to be seriously underweight. One female bear observed in February picking up an apple and eating among humans on a patio weighed only 21 pounds when she should have been around 80. So that's like a fourth of her size. She's yeah, that's about a fourth of where she should have been. Um, she was also covered in ticks, walked strangely and was, um, ultimately euthanized. It is unclear exactly what causes the brain brain inflammation, but in the course of the study, scientists have identified five previously unknown viruses in the affected bears. These uh, viruses are not believed to possess any risk to humans. Um, the bears suffering from the disease typically have to be euthanized. Their symptoms make them unequipped to survive in the wild, and those placed in zoos or sanctuaries can become a huge burden due to the lifelong medical care they'll need. Wildlife, um, a wildlife veteran has said. 
Um, two bears exhibited neurological issues in recent years, however, were able to find new homes. One, now named Eleanor, was brought to the Orange County Zoo. The other bear, who had gone viral after being caught on camera sniffing a snow snowboarder, is now named Benji. He lives in a San Diego Humane Society Wildlife Center. Last month, um, Benji celebrated his third um, birthday there with a cake made of out of fruit and mashed potatoes. Oh, so yeah, bear of like twenty one pounds walking in and sitting next to you acting like a dog. That is the yeah. size of a dog. I mean, if you think on it, I don't know. That's kind of sad. It is, but I, it's kind of worrisome. But it's also not as hugely uh, widespread because I mean it could be, which is good. But at least it's not as widespread that they've seen. Right, right. Because maybe some of them out, are able to, you know, have stronger immune systems, can outgrow it. Um, yeah. It could be as simple as, you know, it got something, it, it could have got from eating junk. I mean, how many of them have, you, you see out west, especially eating out of the garbage? Could have got it from anything. Preservatives, for all we know, did it. Uh, you got the octopusy. It is, yeah. Um, so, you know, angry. from we just talked about eyes uh, washing up on shore. Now we've got giant hovering blobs. Oh, wait. Is that the one that I missed? Okay. Where'd that one go? I got octopuses next. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Let me, no, it's okay. Um, so, hang on. I am being told that I'm not allowed to read the article that I have open. Okay. So these meter-wide blobs are drifting halfway between the ocean floor and the surface, um, except for a black streak through the center, making it completely featureless. So it's just weird blob. Scientists have figured out the blob is not a, not merely alive, but is hundreds of thousands of living things all together in one. This is off the coast of Norway. Uh, these these blobs are actually sacks containing a number of e tiny eggs belonging to a squid. Uh, the blob itself is far bigger than the squid that made it, uh, but the but scientists are theorizing uh, the female squid makes a sack out of its own mucus, and the dark streak through the middle uh, is from the mother squid, and it's the sort it's the ink. That basically, you know, that each uh, baby will get, you know, after the egg is hatched. They also believe the ink is a way to deter potential predators. I guess this is these the number of these blobs are rising in the North Sea off of the coast of Norway. Um, with all and with all the fishing in the area, it's allowing it to flourish because there aren't as many predators around. So, I mean, the the blob is kind of freaky itself. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Kind of cool, though. Yeah. And there's hundreds of thousands of eggs in there. It's basically what uh, whales want to eat, don't they? Yeah. Ooey-gooey. So, so the ink is in there as a, you know, way to lure them away. Mm -hmm. But how about this one? Octopus. A very, 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 very angry octopus. <laughs> um... Yeah, I guess only in Australia. Everything's trying to kill you, am I right? Yeah. A geologist was beaten up by a very 
angry octopus on the beach. That's kind of funny. But, let's see. What did he do? Man has been whipped by, by what he described as the angriest octopus while swimming on holiday, the Western Australian beach. In the video that is called Viral, the octopus can be seen in the shallow waters, lashing out at the a dead geologist. The creature came came after him again later and struck him on the arm before whipping it at his neck and upper back. The tentacles, the tentacles, left stinging red welts on his skin, um, which only um, uh, which said only eased after he poured uh, cola on them. Of course, that's what you do with pop, right? You just pour it on yourself. At least he didn't tell him to pee on himself. That would have been kind of amusing. I mean, is that what you're supposed to do with jellyfish? You pee on yourself? Yeah. You know, you make your buddy pee on you. (laughs) The former lifeguard told Australian News that he preferred treatment for sea animal stings is vinegar, but he did not have any on him at the time. Well, I don't think he was stingy. It was just, it's a whip. Um, However, the decision to use the cola turned out it works. Well, probably because it was cold and the sugaring and bubbly, it probably helped. That would be a lot of uh, pop he's poured on himself. Um, he discovered it was an octopus only when he walked closer with his two-year-old daughter. Was filming a video of it when it suddenly struck in their direction. Well, duh, he didn't want to be filmed. I want to be filmed either. I'd be whack- whacking at you too. The octopus lashed out at them, which was a real shock. Later, he went into the water alone. The octopus found him again and struck him. My goggles became <laughs> fog. The water was suddenly murky, and I remember being shocked and confused. <laughs> he ticked him off, and he got whipped. You don't fight fight with something that's 100 times smarter than you are. Yeah, and the fact that it went after him a second time when he went back in the water is crazy. But... You got these nuts. Uh, so. This is what happens. A squirrel has been. Now, where is this happening? So this is In Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, this is what happens when, when something gets a hold of steroids. A squirrel has been getting people's attention uh, in Missouri. Uh, according to the article, quote, a ripped squirrel with a pair of large nuts. Uh some someone managed to spot a picture um, of the squirrel who also has a six pack. Yeah, um, the unsuspecting Missouri woman who uh, took the photo had to take a double take as they as uh, she saw the squirrel out while out walking her dog and just started laughing. It's Reuter. It's showing off. Which makes you makes you worry about like where is the squirrel been getting food, you know what's in the food that it's eating. Oh, it ain't soy, it ain't soft. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no idea. I mean, may, may, maybe he got a hold of some protein shakes. You now he's living at the zoo, at the gym with nobody there, so they're it's getting into the people stuff. Yeah, I mean he's getting some sort of steroids has to be guys creatine and his pump going 
You know, you see the videos of the cats, the cat laying on its back with its back paws um, against the bumper of a car doing sit-ups. Yeah. This is this is what the squirrel's doing in the trees. It's working out. <laughs> you know what? Wait, wasn't there a, like a flying super squirrel hero like eons ago? Super? Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking of a secret squirrel. No. But wasn't there a... Wasn't there, like, a, a superhero squirrel? I don't know. Maybe he's trying out for superhero squirrel. Who knows? Don't know. And speaking of don't know, how about this one? Another mysterious sea monster is found in Natura. Uh, let's see. But looking at it, it it's, it's a carcass of a whale. If you see, if you look at it, it looks like it's just... The blubber is... Yeah, it's kind of gross. But um, they're saying it's a 12-meter-long sea monster carcass made um, residence in the Natura Regency of the Ryu Islands Providence Excited. No, it's it's sad and it's gross. It's just it doesn't have its skin, so it's just it's bone, yeah. cartilage, and fat. So it's just floating all gross. But it looks like, um, what, a humpback whale maybe? But yeah. Well, being caught in the flint, that kind of, that's just making it look bigger, too, because it's keeping it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I've seen them when they've kind of been way too big and bloated and they go boom. Have you seen those videos? Yeah, and that's very much what this is. It just went boom. Well, have you seen it where they've been ex- um, really bloated and people go out there and they think, oh, I'm just going to shoot it and deflate it and it explodes? Yeah. Those are fun videos. Sad, gross, but hilarious at the same time. But yep, it was a dead body. It was a dead whale. It's usually what the weird unidentified blobs are. It's dead bodies. Just, if they were smart, they just pull it out to the ocean, tie some weights to it, and sink it. Let the fishies eat it, right? Yep. All the -the glow-in-the-dark sharks would be happy. But... How is this one? This one I thought is funny. They um, actually admitted to staging something. Yeah, so um, this doesn't say Yeti isn't real, but this Yeti was not real. Yeah, this, they, they, they staged a sighting. They are very lucky that whoever they decided to put in this costume did not get their ass shot. Yeah, uh, Aman Tuliev, one of President Putin's longest-serving regional leaders, has fessed up to arranging bonus sightings of Yeti uh, to attract tourists in Siberia. This 76-year-old man, governor of the Kamerovo Oblast from 97 to 2018, ordered a tall bureaucrat to wear an, wear a abominable snowman outfit so he could be spotted in the bushes by visitors um, to, you know, bring in some more cash. Um, he states that he doesn't rule out that Yeti's real. He just hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> Scientists have not been yet been able to meet with him, but they have found traces. <laughs> I must admit, I can, I must admit, I confess. Yes, I was. It was I who fueled interest in the Yeti. <laughs> Originally, he had arranged an annual Yeti Day and offered a cash prize for proving the creature's existence. Key, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma's uh, got one. Yeah, well, there's that Bigfoot Day still happening. That that you know, 
big prize for taking one down. Mm-hmm. Uh, with interest faded, he ordered uh, District Chief Vladimir Makuta to find someone tall, throw off his office suit, turn on a fur coat inside and inside out, and run around shouting so that tourists notice, but they couldn't catch him. Um, a local academic there claimed that 30 yet 30 yetis inhabited the Shoria area set up by a special institute uh, at Camervo State University. 30 yetis. Wow. I like, I like the white one with the big old grin. Hey, I got a picture of a Bigfoot playing on a cell phone. I do too. I have a painting of it. <clears throat> I, I got other dirty things, but I'll behave. Continue. Um, so he said that nobody in the world has yet found the Yeti, um, but it's not, but maybe he really wanders around somewhere. What if you'll be able to meet the Yeti and write your name in world history? Meanwhile, they are faking Yetis. Yeah, that that I don't think that's safe. Because what do you do if you actually are the one lucky idiot? Yeah, comes across a real Yeti, and the Yeti just pounds your ass into, like, I don't know, dust? Well, and there's this picture of one artist uh, drew a a picture of a Yeti he claimed to have met while walking in 2015. And, I mean, this looks like King Kong. The one in the yellow paper? Yeah. That is really strange that he would draw it on, like, looks like recycled paper or something? Like, um, it, I don't know. It's either paper or it's leather. Uh, it's hard to describe. It's weird. But, but yeah. still, I mean, you look at it. Like I said, it looks like King Kong. It looks like a mountain from my ankle. <laughs> it's the man in the mountain. Some of the caves and stuff they're walking through is insane. Oh, he he says he claims that an eight foot two yeti holding a wooden stick had posed for him. Had posed. Had posed. Well, he's lucky to didn't take his head off. Yeah. Maybe it was his buddy. I don't know. Maybe he's telling the truth that it was just, you know, his buddy in it. You know what? It was. It could have been a self-portrait. He could have been in it and posed for himself. <laughs> he could have. You just need a mirror. That could be. I don't know. I think doing hoaxes, I think A is dumb. And B, it, it gets yourself hurt. Or worse. Yeah. I mean, how many stories have we done in the past where people were accidentally shot, killed, and or run over? Simply because they were wearing a costume or the the one story where the kids were having um, sex in the park and someone thought they heard a ghost and went to attack. Uh-huh. Or the guy that was a trans deer and got shot and killed by multiple hunters. Because I know there was the one where he was at West Dress's Bigfoot, and he got he was went to walk across the street, and obviously he wasn't quick enough and got hit by like what two or three cars. Yeah, can you imagine <laughs> being a driver? Oh, it's Bigfoot! I'm going to run it down. You find out later it was just a costume. What do you What do you do with that? What do you? I, I don't know. <sighs> yeah, told you guys we had some interesting, interesting stories from blobs to nuts to Bigfoots to. Crazy. Just what did we learn? Don't do don't don't step on eyeballs. Don't take steroids. And don't hide around in costumes because you might get shot. Exactly. 
that's my PSA for the day. Don't do it. But also with the PSA before we we wrap up it, um, we're going to because you have your you have um, stuff for the newspaper. I have the art show. We will be taking off rest of the month, I think, something like that. At least the next two Mondays. Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, and there, so for basically the next two weeks, yeah, or at least. Yeah, something along that line, because my show is the, on the 1st, which is in about two weeks. Yeah. So we're going to take some time off. Um, hopefully by that point, we'll actually be able to get some more, more banana stories like this week. Um, but yeah. yeah, if you guys are... If, if, you haven't, if you haven't listened to any of our old episodes, they're all up there for the past four years or so. You know, go check out some of the older episodes you haven't heard. Mm-hmm. And then we'll... Well, it's more than that, but... Well, um, cause I'll, I'll take pictures and post stuff when I have my show. Um, but yeah, hopefully we could participate in some of the Bigfoot stuff cause I know they're going to have hikes and a few other stuff. So we're going to see what we can do. Uh, but yeah, just this show, this show caught up with me so fast. Um, but at least my medicine's helping and I'm feeling better and I actually want to art. So that's like a good thing. And I'm actually slowly getting energy to actually be able to do things. So, but yeah, if you guys are Salt Fork, Ohio, at the end of the, well, the beginning of next month, May 1st, come stop by. I'm going to be set up. Uh, Ken and I will be there. Cassie will not. Sorry. We're going to be dropping her off at his parents. Um, I'm sure she would be fine, but trying to do a a small booth and watch her. No. Gets a little harder, especially since it's not outside. But, um, but Yeah. So you guys should come come see me and then, you know, check out Bart's uh, stuff that he's doing for the newspaper. Uh, but yeah, I'll, we'll post stuff on, on the, on the uh, Facebook. We may not be recording, but we'll still post things that we find. But um, what do you say? Uh, anything else would you like to add to today's craziness, Bart? I have nothing else to add other than everyone should, like I said, check out some of our older episodes and... With that, all those episodes are available at the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective at WeebyGeeksPC.com and the Tangibound Network at TangiboundNetwork.com. And also check out our Tee Public sites because there's definitely still stuff. Our designs are still up there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, but we'll have all this stuff posted on our Facebook so you guys can uh, look at some of the pictures and the, the videos that are with these stories. So, yeah, everybody stay safe. Um, and we will catch up with you guys next time around then. Bye. Bye, Bart. Bye, guys. Bye.